This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. For logbook servicing you can rely on, you need to make the right choice. You need trained professionals who are fully qualified to service your car according to manufacturer's specifications. For real peace of mind and a nationwide warranty, book in or book online at repcoservice.com. Want to witness the world's biggest football game? Head to iCanWin.com.au, predict Australia's score with a crystal ball, and it could be you and a friend at the FIFA World Cup Qatar 2022 semifinals, all thanks to McDonald's. Maccas, together and loving it. TNCs apply. All right, we're just uh, we're going to put out a little podcast here with Clinton Tupi, uh, ex-Warrior, ex-Kiwi legend. Actually made my top 25 um, NRL players in the last... Uh, two decades, Clinton. You'll find that coming out in the oh. book lately. Um, you made uh, you, man, you, um, you made the twenty five, mate, which is really interesting. When I had a look back on on your career, I actually put you in uh, my my top twenty five NRL players over the last two decades. So congratulations on that. But we're talking today um, mostly in and about Warriors and just chewing the fat, really on on really a, a message that came from you to the Warriors page around Elise Katoa being um, released from the club to Melbourne. Can you just take us through what you were thinking when you wrote that message? Yeah, I just feel like, you know, time and time again, we tend to lose homegrown. And I think that's, you know, just a sad representation of, you know, where we're currently at with the club and the organisation. And look, I'll, I'll I'll be honest, this is, this is from, um, so to speak, the observatory box. I haven't been immersed in um, the Warriors for some time. I haven't really been able to connect in and engage like I would have loved to over these last 10 years since quit hanging the boots up. But from afar, it just looks like, you know, we continually lose, you know, homegrown talent, which I feel would be a you know, really stronghold in keeping that club um, you know, positive, successful, and an inspiration. I think that's, you know, some of the things that made me want to play for the Warriors when I saw the likes of Logan Swan and, you know, all these other guys that went, when I was going through, Alan Goodenville, Sash Jones, and, you know, I even had these guys on my wall. And, you know, that's what inspired me to be a part of it. And, and you know, the crazy thing was, even though we weren't having successes, it was still an aspiration and an and inspiration for me to, you know, want to try and represent and play for, for my, for our homegrown club. Yeah, like let's just touch a little bit on that, Clinton. Like your journey into the Warriors, because, 
you know, there's a massive issue here at the moment. If you look at the Kiwi team that played this year, and arguably our best Kiwi team we've picked for a, a long time, you know, go, they're going to go up the World Cup and they're going to do really well. There wasn't a warrior to be seen in that side, which is, a, for me, um, it basically says what are we doing in that development space because we've normally filled quite a few of those spots. Now, take us through, your, take us through your journey as, as, a, as a young fella coming up and into the Warriors and then hitting those dizzy heights. What was it that made you want to go to the Warriors? Well, I think, um, you know, for one, we, we had that connection back home. We had that link to want to represent the Warriors. And I don't know, because I've been away for so long, it's hard to really judge and say what's really going on in grassroots, but... That alignment was just, um, yeah, just something that really spoke to me and, and in my heart was drawn to that. I had, uh, as I, I'm pretty sure, and a lot of other young players coming through at the time had had opportunities to go to quite a few NRL clubs, but that that connection to the Warriors was the, the winner for me in the end. But I'm not sure if, you know, whether that's the development program, whether that's the, you know, their pathway, their recruitment. I think it sort of failed when we, you know, we constantly look at, um, I, I don't, I'm not, look, I, I don't know this for sure, but it just seems like the recruitment officers were brought in the past, um, you know, have seemed to be Australian-based, and I don't know if they've, have they earned their right to be there? I just think that there's not even a pathway for our own people to roll into those um, particular positions within the organisation. And it's, it's kind of sad to see. You know, you just like Cappy being announced, like, I know that it's a mixed bag of feelings for, you know, people back home. You know, half want them there and half don't. And I think, for me, I'm more on the side of why can't we utilise, you know, some somebody that's homegrown? Why can't we like they know the the lay of the land more than anybody? They they have a finger on the pulse. I'm assuming, like your uh, Tony Edors and and you know guys like that. But do these guys want those roles? That's probably the other big question. Yeah, like what you're talk, what you're talking about is is understanding, I guess, that alignment and that connection to New Zealand and keeping. That balance of our, because one of the one of the the messages that you sent me was like, we should be building our team around the Kiwi based players, you know, like bringing in um, Australians as opposed to trying to build a, a team of Australians and filling it with Kiwi players, um, because that's what happens. Yeah. In your, that, that's what happened in your your time on it. Like our team was, we had so many good players that that were bought through the New Zealand system that aspired and, and were inspired by playing for the Warriors. And at the moment, we're letting players like Elise Kotoa go, like the Isaiah Papali'is go at such a young age. And, and it looks like there's no kids that want to play for the Warriors. Is that what, what you're seeing happening? Yeah, and, and I think um, the other thing that's been tough to see, and, you know, correct me if I'm wrong, because you know, I don't know this actually, but it just seems like there's that disconnect now where, you know, players that are aspiring to get to that next level are looking at our team and having no real connection to, oh, well, he played for my club. Well, well, he, he grew up in, in, you know, Dunedin or he grew up in Auckland and played over here. And, you know, there's sort of that alignment, but 
you know, I look at Logan Swan and he was an inspiration for me. He played for the Mount Wellington Warriors and, um, you know, he came from my hood and he looked after me when I finally got in there. So it's guys like that um, that made that, um, I guess, that decision more of a, a heartfelt decision than a genuine kind of alignment to, you know, somebody that inspired you. And I, I just feel because we've been so disconnected over the last three years, you know, people fell out of touch with players that have, have been homegrown. And I'm not too sure, <clears throat> you know, the likes of Lee uh, Couture was, you know, and I, I can reassure you, you know, from, from a personal standpoint, that he was somebody that just I, like, resonated with straight away when he, uh, you know, again, go back two, three years ago, he was the starting back row, he was one of our best, and it's just sad to see he ended up on the, um, you know, with another club. It just, it's, yeah, it was just disappointing to see, like, you know, guys that you could really build a club around, and I felt like maybe he was one of them. And I, I haven't seen a lot of games, um, you know, the last couple of years with the Warriors, so I can't really judge on whether or not he was, you know, going backwards, but you've got to wonder why and who. You can't just point it all at the one kid. Yeah, no, And that, he's a kid at that, you know. Yeah, no, that's right. And, you know, it takes a little bit of... I guess um, encouragement and development and and allowing expression and you know I was like you when when you said you know here's this Ali Lautiti type kid that we have potential to grow and and once again we've shown him the back door the you know, the, the icing on the cake is that Melbourne are the ones that have picked them up and man we know why well, Melbourne have picked them up you know what what are your thoughts on Melbourne picking them up? Well, that's got to be the you know biggest compliment ever. You know, like this is a club that has rich history of success, rich history of strong culture, hard working, like good work ethic, and um, you know, to to knock on the worries door and say, "Hey, that kid over there that's not playing, we want him," um, is 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 invaluable. Like you know, for him, and I'm I'm pretty sure he's probably feeling loved and appreciated because. Some people say, oh, look, it could be the wrong move with, you know, a lot of players going out. But, mate, they see something in him that we obviously missed and um, weren't able to develop. And, you know, people that know rugby league and, you know, not, you know, seeing what this kid can do, you know he's, he's up, we've only scratched the surface with him. And, and what they're going to do is they're, they're going to get to the core of him and bring out his true potential. And one thing, if it doesn't work out, at least he's going to know what, Success is least he's going to be able to come back with some cool foundation and some some really good, uh, I guess, change in attitude, change in mindset, and you know these are things that you want every club to develop. And um, I just think maybe we've just missed the ball on this one with um, younger sports. Yeah, and you know you hear you hear Fletch and, and Joel Kane saying you know he's going to be better than Felice Kafusi once he goes down. The Melbourne is is really you know driving that. Um, if you if you look at if you look at this whole uh, structure, 
you know, because this, like you just said to me here, you're talking to people back in New Zealand. I had this conversation with Wairangi yesterday in and around, you know, you've got this this Polynesian community in New Zealand that we know of that has a deep connection to the to the whenua, to, to Aotearoa. And then what you have is you have a, um, a lot of Australians coming in. Your CEO's Australian, your coaches of Australian, and all of a sudden you've got to go to Australia to get your recruitment manager and then you're trying to um, build in an Australian way when really the, the point of difference for our kids back then when you were so successful was that it wasn't an Australian way, it was a Kiwi way. And is that what's really missing here? Is, is everyone is starting to get annoyed that, one, you don't get an opportunity from from to do that recruitment position. Um, like you said, you know, there's people in there that should have been given it before Cappy. But what about the kids, mate? Like, what do you think is really missing um, as far as you being a kid, me being a kid, wanting to play at the Warriors? Why are we losing so many kids to the NRL? Look, again, um, you know, it's a they're cheap seats, whatever you want to call it. That's where I'm viewing my opinion from. And I'm only seeing what I'm seeing, you know, by media, not because I'm immersed or I've been involved with the Warriors. But from where I see it, it just looks like we've, you know, lost a little bit of faith in, you know, something that was core to us, you know, and that, you know, being a Kiwi contingent, um, I think, during our time, during our time, I think we had, you know, just over 50% of our players that were homegrown. And, um, you know, I'm not too sure where that sits currently, but I think, you know, that's, yeah, that's just something that, you know, whether that's hierarchy and, you know, management that lost a bit of faith in what we have at home is, um, yeah, it's been a sad reflection of that. And whether it was money or cost of, you know, bringing players from back home and, you know, not having that development in place. And I don't want to speak out of turn, but I just think that has the comms been relayed, um, you know, from, from back home to here and vice versa to, you know, who, who's on our radar back home? Because I'm on the Auckland... Instagram page, and I see so much talent that's displayed, and you know whether it's a bit of flair and, and, and something that we've been so prone to, and that's been in our DNA. Like, I think you know what I've seen in the past is we've tried to coach that out of us, and you see it, I've seen it. The, the, you know, even the supporters have seen it. The real hearty ones have seen it, um, and you know we're just trying to reconnect and get ourselves back to what we're all so uh, used to and that's you know, being competitive um, you know having a stronghold of you know homegrown talent within the organisation and you know within the teams but I think this will be a good test for you know the incoming coach um, let's hope that you know people come with an open mind and you know pray that he's you know, he's the guy that's going to, you know, bring a lot of that back and we'll be home-based, you know, you know, something we can, you know, really put, I guess, a bit of a, a magnifying glass on or whatever you want to call it, just a bit of view, a lens on him over the next two years because 
you know, next year you don't really put a judgment on it. And I think I remember seeing, um, you know, when Brisbane was going through that turmoil and, you know, they were like, oh, is, is Kevin the, the right the Broncos? And, and Darren Lockyer said, you can't really judge him till the second or third year because that's when, you know, he'll have um, his team, his roster. So that's when you judge him whether or not he's capable or not. And I think, you know, and Webster's um, case, we've just got to be patient and wait. I know that people are, are sick and tired of waiting where we should be competitive. We should be in the eight. Um, let's just hope that that, you know, in, the, in two years' time, 2024, that, you know, he's been able to, you know, provide a lot of things that we're missing that I guess the coaches on the past have not been able to bring to the forefront due to COVID, due to the situation that they've been in for the last few years. Yeah, look, I've, look, and I and I understand, mate, that um, it's hard for the you know, old boys to to express and 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 take on um, on it as well. That you you don't really know the the, the exact um, mechanics of what's going on in the club. But let me just give you an example, Toops. You know, like because this is what gets on my nerves. You've got yourself sitting over there, okay, in a position within the NRL. No one, I'm guessing, has ever talked to you about coming home and holding a sort of similar position here in New Zealand. And not only that, when you get someone like yourself, is you get someone that can identify talent. Um, you look at Lappy Mariner, who used to sing for us all the time, and his son just de- debuted for for Brisbane. I'm going to get Lappy on, on because I reckon if the Warriors were <laughs> onto it and knew that this kid was during the during um, those pathways in Australia that he would be, probably be uh, young Dan um, Mariner would have been on the on the books. You know, some, that we can talk about those kids because there's a thousand of them. But the other part, yeah, well, the other part, yeah, just let, uh, just before you start, the other part is that in New Zealand, I'm going to talk about Fika Paliasina. Now, I'm getting pissed off with the guys and our own guys, and this is why I reckon they need a broom through recruitment in New Zealand, saying that we're not good enough. Now. Fikapelli has seen it when he came into the club. Mate, he was overweight. He couldn't last five minutes on a football field, but we knew he could play, and we knew he could be devastating. So we put him down, and we and this is what's going to happen with, with Elise when he goes to Melbourne. The first thing we said to him, get fit. The second thing we said to him, now we're going to teach you your role. And the third thing we said to him, well, we're going to put you in this team, and they're going to do their role. You just do what we tell you what to do. Now, there's none of that happening in New Zealand. You know, and I've given you three examples of how we can fix it. You're sitting there, you are, in the backyard. Luppy's sitting there. No one's probably phoned him and said, no, bring your son home. And we've got a 100 Fikapaliasinas sitting out there, but now we're saying they're not good enough. What do we do? Yeah, well, um, just to answer that one, um, I'll go even back to Papali'i. So I heard um, that Papali'i, when he got to Parramatta, that he learned so much in the short time that he was there that it was crazy because you think our game so, you know, you know, a basic game that you, you know, you can pick up things and you understand things quite easily. But, you know, this is a kid that had probably played, I don't know, somewhere between 50-odd games prior to ending up on the doorstep of Parramatta to you know, boasting how much, you know, knowledge and, and, and um, you know, just understanding of, of, of his role and 
um, you know, league sense and league knowledge uh, just blows my mind. Um, and, and what what is that a reflection of? You know, I'll let you all <laughs> sit there and, you know, fire shots. But um, then you, 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 you jump over to this young, you know, Luffy's young fella. And, you know, the, the word I heard out of there was, they didn't see anything that he did. And, you know, to recruitment eyes, you know, to people that are in those roles, you're not always going to find those, um, you know, those gems. But I just think that, you know, for a kid to come over here and in his first year, I think he made Queensland schoolboys, Australian schoolboys, and then within another year, you know, he's making a debut. Like, this is, this is, whoa, who is in these roles that are back home? And, um, you know, uh, did, did they have them on the radar at all over the, you know, last, or over his junior years? Did they see this and, and, and why not? Is that because we're not looking under our nose? Is that because we're looking too afar and, you know, you know, feeling that, you know, if we if we need them game ready or whatever, we've got to look in Queensland comp or the New South Wales comp. I just think, um, yeah, there's something not right there, and and it's hard for me to judge because I'm not sure who or where to sort of highlight. But one thing for sure is that you know that's another one missed and another one lost. Um, and so, yeah, like you said, you keep it simple. And I think, you know, those three things you brought up about Becker, you know, maybe that's something we're probably disconnected with from a coaching standpoint. But, you know, you've got some pretty knowledgeable people within that setup in there. Um, you know, I've been there myself. You know, leasing can, <laughs> can you know, bring out some crazy things. You know, like I only look at myself. I, I was coaching gear, uh, local A grade. I absolutely love coaching. Um, but where the club is at and, and, and the way I was viewing things, and this has probably been the, if you, you talk about winning and things like that, was probably the worst I've had in terms of successes um, since coaching. I started coaching back in 2014. And um, this by far was the biggest challenge, but um, yeah, you know, I think that you know, from from my point of view, that's why I felt like <clears throat> people were like, oh, you've got to get back into the system, or you got to get back into da da da, you got to go here and there. But for me, I had to earn everything, and so I don't want to be knocking on doors and saying, hey, you got this opportunity here. I wanted to show them that I can coach and that my um, you know, will success and whatever comes from them will, will speak for itself. But, you know, it's going to be a, a, another journey or a long journey way back into where I need to get to. Um, but, you know, Daniel Anderson has recently sort of reached out to see, you know, what I'm doing. I know he's got a relationship with Ali and we'll be back home. But, you know, we've got all these people that are sitting under our noses, just not being tapped into or utilised. Mm. I think, Broncos is probably one of the clubs that does it really well, whether that's working in community, whether that's working in their development programs. And I think they've, they've got the, the blueprint to sort of connect 
you know, former players in that have a genuine interest in seeing the club be successful, whether that's from a community standpoint and engagement from that perspective or, um, you know, coaching and everything else or bringing in that old boy connection. And so I'm looking, really looking forward to coming back home and um, next month for the, the, the 20, the 20, uh, 2002 reunion. Yeah, 20 year reunion. So, uh, yeah, it's going to be nice to see a lot of the old boys and, I can see that they're trying to do a bit in that space, but I think I've had the wrong mentality over the 10 years that I have sort of finished MP. Like, I think I always had the opinion that players that are currently playing always viewed players that want to come in and help out former players as, oh, bro, what are you doing in here? You, you've had your time, bro. Mm. Beat it. But my heart is genuinely always been there to uh, you know, want to see the club be successful and even there was a period where I wanted to go home when I was here at the Titans and I didn't want any money I didn't want anything, I just wanted to come home and sort of invest what I had I think I was still at the Titans but I wanted to come home and um, just try to help out the young fellas coming through and it was probably one of the first times money, you know, in my later years money didn't come into it it was more about trying to give back and just generally see us get back to where we where we deserve to be and where we should be and that's, you know, in the top eight, top four and, and then it being a successful club fighting for, you know, another GF person and a win at that. Yeah, man. Uh, look, insightful, Toops. I said this to Wairanga yesterday, you know, talking to you over the last couple of years, um, very level, you know, taking your step into that mature space, and, and you're dead right. You know, like I've known this for a number of years, is that, you know, we need to rely on the people as they get older and get wiser to use them up. And and this is where they're missing the point, you know. Um, as we finish up the podcast, this is where they're missing the point for me. They don't know how to utilise talent. They they think that you're dead right. You know, you guys are done. You're, you've had your shot. Now get out. And I think you can do no worse than getting people like yourself, getting Wairangi in to build cultured, cultural DNA because he understands Māori tanga here in New Zealand. And, and, and first and foremost, tanga to whenua should be respected, especially if you're wearing that tohu, that, mem, that emblem on the left-hand side. But, you know, you can talk about all the things in the world if you're going to continually let go talent. And what you're saying is, you know, you've got people sitting under your noses. The Daniel Anderson one for me is a perfect example you're using your old warrior boys, your old warrior coach to go and fill Sydney City's future um, windows of of and cabinets of uh, of trophies, and that is where the issue lies. But mate, I want to I want to thank you, Toops, for coming on. I'll get you on again this year. It's been wonderful talking to you, and um, mate, yeah. I'll see you when you come back for the for the reunion. Twenty years, man, it's been that long. Oh uh, no, it's crazy, right? But. Um Hey, look, I'm definitely looking forward to it. And look, I know I'm just grabbing on a bit here, but just, just lastly, brother, like in terms of coaching, like I don't know if, and, and this could be a like way off, but I've found like since I've been coaching, it feels to me like <clears throat> they see me as the player first and the, uh, the NRL player first before coaching. And, mm. No one's actually said that to me, but it's just felt like that. And in the places that I've had, that I have coached, and then they see 
me more from that perspective than actual coach first, which is, yeah, kind of a bit of a crazy way of looking at things. And, and, and that's another thing in itself, whether or not, you know, people remember me for, you know, the, the, the loose cannon and the, the sort of boisterous or loose cannon that I was and, and, and the person I am today is, uh, you know, totally you know, different perspective than things I look through now. I've still got a few things I need to work, work on, but yeah, I just think, you know, maybe that's a reason why, you know, some of our people have not, you know, connecting in more with, you know, former players like myself and things like that, you know. Yeah, I've look, not, look. Not, not really. Mate, I, I see. I'm a, I'm a glass half full guy, and I know that. So you're saying all this to me, and I'm saying, well, here's our future Kiwi coach. So what do we do to get him into that, into that system? By the way, the NRL and the Warriors need that help as well. So let's get him back here and get him into the system. You know, because what you're saying and the passion that's oozing out of you is that I want to come back and I want to help. Now, to get that to happen, you need people to want people to help. So until we can change their way of thinking first. Or you get new owners. You just have to hang in there, brother. I'm telling you, Toops, and you yeah. are, and you will yeah. you will get your chance. And if I've got anything to do with it here in New Zealand, after this potty <laughs> especially, I will be promoting Clinton Toopy into that New Zealand into that New Zealand way of thinking, because we need people like you coaching coaching our team. I mate, you know me. I hate I hated that Madge's coaching the Kiwi team. I hated it that Daniel coached the, the Kiwi team because, as you know, as a Kiwi, no other Kiwi understands what we're going through when we walk out onto that football field. You know, so 100%. we should have Kiwis coaching Kiwis. We should have Kiwis keeping Kiwis back in New Zealand. And until the Warriors understand that, they will not get back into the eight. They will not get back into the finals. Thanks a lot for joining me and, today, and, Toots. Yeah. Uh, too easy, brother. Too easy. Thanks, Kimpy. When making the double chicken deluxe at Macca's, we wanted to improve on the perfect combo of tender Aussie chicken with cheese, tomato and aioli. So we doubled it. Chicken and Macca's together and loving it. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Available after 10.30am for a limited time only.